I'm Mike. I'm Italian, but if you think that defines me, you can forget about it. And I'm Justin. And I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to have a relationship that'll just keep on going on and on for years and years. And we're going to keep on texting each other drunk every every six months and going, what are we doing with ourselves? Why am I doing this? Who is this person to me? I don't know you. And I did not come here to make friends. And this is Shit My My Girlfriend Girlfriend Makes Me Watch. And welcome back to another episode of Shit My Girlfriend Makes Me Watch. I'm Mike Coscarelli. I'm Justin Perez. We're two New York City comedians. Well, one New York City comedian. And a New York City comedy producer. <laughs> that would be me. Uh, how was your week, Justin? It was incredible, Michael. Uh, I was. You just hit me with the news that you're like, I think I am a better producer. I did, yeah. Than I am a comedian. And I, I wrote a joke about it. Yeah. And Go ahead. <laughs> the joke. Uh, it's an incredible joke. I've been telling it on stage for the last two weeks. Um, hey, my friend just realized he's a better producer than he was a comedian. Uh, that friend's name... Never funny Mike. <laughs> All right, guys, your next comedian coming to the stage. I'll give some time back to the mic. <laughs> yeah. I, I was talking about this with somebody uh, this week about like, uh, I was talking with Julie Katakis, our a mutual friend of the pod. Yes. And we were talking about like, how do people just like get late night sets? Like uh, uh, Khalid Rahman was saying, was telling her that the Khalid Rahman. Yeah, that's it. You call him Khalid Rahman? Yeah. <laughs> Wrong. I I, I combined Khalid, a uh, Muslim name, with my favorite type of cheap noodle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Khalid cup of noodles and I. uh, Khalid Rockman is a very funny comedian in New York City. Yeah, yeah. So he got a a Conan appearance, and she. I guess he was telling her a guy saw him, and then or like I somehow found out about him. And then saw three performances in a row of him. Mm-hmm. And then sort of was like, all right, now submit a tape and do this. And then me and Julie were like, if someone were to say that to us, they'd, we'd be like, uh, what are you doing December 7th, January 25th, and March 9th? Because those are the three dates I got lined up, baby. <laughs> That's my, my I refuse to ask somebody. <laughs> my booking schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that going to work out for you in six months? You'll... You'll get three performances in a row. I refuse to ask. I'm too prideful. Um, So that was pretty funny. Uh, Week was good. Week was good. I um, just found this out. My mom uh, retired from being a court officer, which is ironically when I am, Mm. during my day job. And uh, she retired a few years ago. And she was diagnosed with uh, scleroderma, which is like a horrible um, skin and internal organ disease. Basically, your hands and feet... And uh, over time, your face, everything sort of like turns hard. It's, it's, it's a very bizarre autoimmune disease. And so basically, over time, this will get her. She's 63. Over time, this will get her. It, unless something happens very dramatically. She just turned like her... Her hands, she can't fully make a fist right now. Because the skin it's just hard, gets hard? Hard, yeah. It's just hard. Really? Yeah. It's a real thing. <laughs> that's crazy dude that spell that sounds like a, like um like a spell yeah like a, a game of thrones yeah. the stone men you know that's insane i'm so sorry to hear that man a dragon scale or something that's kind of yeah what it is. yeah yeah like a harry potter spell <laughs> yeah yeah and so she has this and um she's doing fine she it's a lot of systematic stuff like she's had to um her teeth move because her facial thing is sort of like freezing she can't make a full smile anymore it's it's all this like bizarre things that are happening to her so she's really trying to embrace life now which is great 
and yeah. uh, she's been going on a cruise or a vacation like every other month. Really, cool. like just picking somebody in the family and like, hey, guess what? I want a free cruise with my. Um, she, she she gambles a lot, so like Mohegan Sun will be like, take a free cruise and gamble your fucking heart out. Yeah, yeah. On the on the Voyager of the Seas yeah. on Royal Caribbean. Yeah. And so she's been taking family, and she 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 hit me up. She's been bothering me for a while to do this, and so I'm now going on a cruise on Celebrity Cruise Line. Whoa. October twenty first to the twenty seventh. Uh, it leaves from New York, goes all the way down to St. John, St. Martin, and Puerto Rico. And then I'm going to spend a few days in Puerto Rico before I fly back up. Weba, weba! Weba! And I am going with my mom. And when I say I'm going with my mom, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you fully understand this. I'm not just going with her. I'm sharing a room with a 62-year-old woman. Nice, dude. <laughs> oh, boy. It's going to be interesting. Whippa. Whippa, indeed. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to feel like a, uh, a late-stage room. You know the movie Room? Yeah. Where these two people are held hostage in a room by some weird, creepy person. But the weird, creepy person is just that we're too cheap to get a second yeah. room. We yeah. got a free room. <laughs> we're not getting a second room. Room. Listen, man. <laughs> At least it's a free trip. It's a free trip. I mean, I got to pay for the taxes. and I got to pay for a flight back from Puerto Rico, which is probably like $150. It's not a big deal. But uh, it should be fun. Well, speaking of flying. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to uh, be fun. So uh, I won't even. You don't even have to ask me how my week was. How was I'll, your week, Michael? Was, oh, boy. Um, so as you know, I did. Uh, I produced the You Up Live in Dallas uh, if you were in Dallas, happen to be listening to this, thank you for coming because it was a huge success. Even though uh, I wasn't on stage for it, Jared and Jordana killed it. Uh, I was the guy pulling all the strings behind the scene, scenes, making sure all the music played right, making sure that the sound was good, making mm-hmm. sure that the uh, you know like the audio, the visuals on the screen lined up right when you know the run of show was supposed to happen. Yeah. So I was I was full on producing this thing. But they had to fly me down to Dallas to uh-huh. do the show with the rest of the team. Uh, and I don't like flying at all. <laughs> not only do I not like it, I don't do it. Yeah. I don't do it ever. Yeah. Uh, the last time I had been on a flight before I took this this trip to Dallas was seven years ago when I was 22. I flew... And where did you go? Uh, Orlando. Because the that I had to fly down to f- Orlando because I was working in Disney World. So that was how I got there. <laughs> Wait, what did to, you do? Wait, what did you do in Disney World? I worked at the Rock and Roller Coaster. <laughs> I was on the college program. What were you doing at, at the Rock and ro- Roller Coaster? Just running it. Like you would pull a lever and stuff. Yeah, you like press the button, send people, and you like greet kids. When you would have to, before you press the button, was there stuff you had to look for to make sure it was safe to to send people? Yeah, you got to make sure you have to like. Uh, so it's an overhead strap. So, so you have to go through each row. You got to like grab the handle on the strap and make sure that like whoever is um, strapped in. Yeah, that, that their harness doesn't pull up or, or anything like that. And uh, you got to do it fast, which is which was the crazy thing. You, the, I always thought that like working at a roller coaster would have been like fun. I was fucking wrong. <laughs> Why uh, would you think it was fun? You're not on the roller coaster. You're just operating it. Dude, it was a 45 minute shift of just it's like, like being the it's like being the janitor at an orgy. You're like, oh, I think that'd be fun. It's like, nope, you're just mopping up cum, buddy. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. buckets and buckets of cum and a sweat analogy and blood. For what I did. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, it was bad, but I had, that was the last time I flew. It was, uh, and I think it did trigger, when I worked in Disney World, it was six months of mental chaos on you know for myself why uh 
I I just had a complete nervous breakdown when I was down there. For I think for a lot of reasons. I think it was just also my age. Twenty two seems to be like a um like our uh, 2223 is like a period of people's lives that if they're going to get anxiety yeah like as an adult it's going to ha- it's it going to flare a, up there yeah it's like you you start to for me it was like starting to realize mortality and stuff like that my grandpa had just it is like you become an adult and you start understanding that like you're not like you something could happen to you yeah you know and that to me and not only something could happen to you but like you're running out of time to like Fuck around and like figure shit out. <laughs> you and me had a, de- a very different twenty-two. I, I had a little anxiety and I had a little depression, especially at twenty or so. But I think it was related to me taking Accutane medication, okay, which had a side effect of depression. Um, but mostly, I just was like, "Hey, man, nothing can go wrong in my life." Uh-huh. I, I was like a Swedish dude at like a club in America for the first time. Like, <laughs> hey, wow, party girls! <laughs> hey, girls, you guys like a Svetka? <laughs> just like really, just yeah. happy and hamming like whatever angle I could. Oh God, no, that was I went the other way, and especially I have a feeling this both this has to do with us both picking up chicks when we were twenty two. <laughs> I was brooding. I think brooding. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I was. I was much more like I had a. I had a real darkness to me. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> I think that a lot of girls like that. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> I don't know. Me was, and you couldn't be more opposite. Do you know what my move for picking up girls was? I literally did this because someone recounted this to me. Okay, I would literally like walk past a girl I thought it was attractive, and I'd be like, "Hey, high five and they would high five me, and then I'd start talking to them. And that was it. It was very dumb. It was very sad. Like looking back, I, I would punch myself in the face. I'd be like, "Who is that fucking guy yeah, high-fiving my girlfriend?" Yeah, it is a douche move. But it worked because I, I followed it up with like, "Oh, I you know I, I love nerd things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, pubic hair. You know, pubic hair. <laughs> I don't know. Just whatever. <laughs> whatever <laughs> I gotta say. Whatever I gotta say, buddy. Uh, I was the other way. So twenty two was also the year when I was in Disney. First yeah. off, Disney, the college program, is a incredible fuck fest. It's, yeah, it's insane. It's like uh, that was basically. I didn't go to a college where Did you, you fuck had like. Goofy? Uh, this is gonna sound odd to say. I did hook up with a girl who uh, was Minnie Mouse and Mickey Mouse. Wow! In the Wait, like, in the costume. Both? Yeah, they like she rotate. Trans. Yeah, she's trans. That's what it was. <laughs> they rotate. Basically, if you get like a character position, uh-huh. then you get to like ba- you have to be a certain size to yeah, fit yeah. in the costumes and stuff. Uh-huh. So most of the time, the people in those costumes are like truthfully uh, like asian women or asian men that are like because they're small, small. Yeah. Yeah, yeah or they're just like college girls yeah. that are like also like five two yeah and fit in these costumes uh and they're my, one of the, my neighbor was um i was my other neighbor was cinderella i came very close to wow. to making that happen, but that was but that then was you a target. A mouse. That, then you yeah, fucked well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, talk about highs and lows, Cinderella, <laughs> yeah. and then you fuck a, a Cinderella mouse. Cinderella was like there, and there was always like a flirtation, like it was possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it never really. But you always just out. ran away at midnight. Right. That's exactly and then, right. And uh, then you fucked a mouse who's in a committed relationship with a fucking other mouse. Yeah, and it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Did she wear the costume at all? Like no, any part of it? Stupid. No. I don't know. Maybe the gloves. You didn't bring the Mickey Mouse costume home. <laughs> I don't know, maybe the gloves would have been fun. <laughs> no, no. Jack you off with three fingers. You <laughs> white gloves. Uh, no, but like the so the college program is like that. You just basically so for me that whole six months of 
Disney was just hooking up with girls, being uh, incredibly depressed, but almost trying to kill myself. Oh my god! Uh, how, and working at a roller how did you want to do? I, this is the theme of our podcast. How would you kill yourself? Is the theme? Of did the, we did we talk about this? Yeah, yeah, we talked about ways to do it, and you know, I almost drove off a bridge. Oh yeah, yeah. I came very close. In, I, in Florida, yeah. Oh man, I feel like that's a common way to kill yourself in Florida. There's so much road and so many like roads near water. And you know, if you hit that water, you're gonna get eaten by an alligator. <laughs> there's no, there's no surviving <laughs> being in water in in Florida. To be okay, honest, okay. So you fly off the bridge, right? Yeah. You go into the water and you're waiting for the icy breath of death to no, come. No, it'd be hot. Okay, it's the Florida. hot, the hot, humid breath of, of hell death, of hell to come and pick you up. And all of a sudden, through the window. You see a white glove. <laughs> <laughs> Come with me, don't do it, Mike. You, you got, got something to live for. <laughs> Please fuck me up five two. <laughs> so, but to to circle this all back, yeah. I think I think that like all of those problems that I had in Disney World were all sort were of tied up started by flying by flying because I was a I was a mess. My mom even had Xanax at that time and gave me a Xanax and was like, "Take this before you get on the plane so you can like relax a little bit." <laughs> And, and did you fly ever before that? Yes, I had. I I never by myself. The Florida trip was the first time I did it alone. Uh huh. Um, and I flew when I was like a kid with my parents to where? once or twice just to Disney World. So I've your, never taken a vacation that's not Disney World. Oh my god! So in your life, you've flown maybe three or four times before this I, last trip to Dallas. Yeah, the, I after this Dallas trip, I, I've probably flown seven times in my entire life. Uh, uh can I ask a question? Do yes. your parents have anxiety about flying? No. Neither of them do. In fact, my mom called. I'll tell you the whole story. But uh, at the end no, of it, I'm good. <laughs> my mom, my mom, my mom called me an idiot after no. this was all over. Good. So, but basically, I'm I'm terrified of flying, and they made I had to go to Dallas, and I had to fly. Uh-huh. And um, you know, we fly down there, and can I tell the audience my perspective? Yes. Oh, well, you were a flight attendant. Uh, so I used to be a flight attendant. Yeah. I used to fly an, as a UA, an unaccompanied, I'm sorry, a UM, an unaccompanied minor as a child. Yeah. I'd go to Puerto Rico and it was a really great time. They'd, they'd prop you up. You'd meet the pilot. You'd get some wings. They'd give you little kisses and pinches on your cheek. Right. It was a good time. I, I felt like a little pimp or, or like just like a little movie star. On the, So anyway, I, I'm very comfortable flying. And so Sonia, I get a text from you at 2.29 p.m. Dude, you used to fly a lot? <laughs> I go, Yeah. Any near-death experiences? <laughs> no. Why do you ask? I have to fly to Dallas tomorrow. I'm very scared. <laughs> <laughs> My response is... <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I try to like smack some sense to you. Dude, flying is safer than walking in New York City. And you went, that can't possibly be true. I, I still believe that can't possibly be true. It could be true. You it could be. So you made up the statistic? I didn't make it up. It's like, <laughs> yes, you did. It's, I mean, it's based in you like, fuck. there's a better chance of you getting hit by a car than you ever having ever dying in a plane crash. Okay. Y- you may never even know a single person who dies in a plane crash. You, I do know somebody died in a plane crash. Who? I don't want to say. And don't um, say J- a JFK Jr. Because it's somebody. No. Well, he did also. But, <laughs> but uh, you didn't know him. I didn't know him well. Yeah. yeah. But uh my uh we have a fr- we have a mutual friend whose dad died in a plane crash i'll tell you when the show ends like off mic okay yeah. fair enough um you no. you'll be surprised when you hear it but it happened on i'm pretty sure it happened on that 
Oh, Dead Dad Melissa. No, I'm kidding. I don't know who it is. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I, have no I, I really have no idea, but interesting. Okay, so go on. Uh, but anyway, yes, so I do know somebody who has died in a plane crash, as do you. Uh, yes, I guess so. Uh, my whole point with that thing was just like, and it comes down to me being unlucky, thinking that like, it's an ego thing, whatever. <laughs> it is an ego thing. Yeah, but you actually texted me that I am not famous enough to die in a plane crash. You're not. You're not a good person. You're an all right person. I'm not saying you're a bad person. You're an all right person. And you're certainly not famous enough. The people who die are famous people, heroes in September 11th, and like great teachers who like, you know. Roberto Clemente. Roberto Clemente. Yeah. It's, it's never like podcast producer of you up died in a terrible plane crash on the way back home from Dallas. So in, the, in that regard, I knew you weren't going to die. And as a flight attendant, there... I don't think people understand how many flights there are per day in the world. I, I don't know. A, a few hundred thousand in the world. The, the entire world map is littered with flights going mm-hmm. east to west, north to south. And they have a whole process of making this work. And I know the entire process. For example, did you know that in order so planes never crash, in addition to having a, an anti-collision thing, planes going north to south go at like an odd number of, of feet. And planes going east to west go at an even number. So the two will never meet. There's a thousand feet between them at worst. They have all these things. They have all these. It's well thought out. It's not like you driving up to the Catskills. I'm like, eh, fuck it. I'll figure it out. I don't know the street. I'm looking at my phone for direct. You know what I mean? Like it's they have a safety meeting for like an hour beforehand. They have uh, an entire the pilots have a binder full of stuff they go through. This isn't just a guy winging it. It's not just a guy like, eh, fuck it. I feel like flying today, buddy. Where you want to go to? It's not like a cabbie. It's like a well thought out plan that the guy's been, the, the pilot has been thinking about all week about this one flight. And he's trained. He's trained. He's not like a 16 year old behind the wheel of the car. Anyway, Mike, I, I feel like you're just. It doesn't matter what I say right now. All you're thinking is the, oh, man, I felt the plane going down and on the way back. Yeah, I'm pretty glazed over okay. as you're talking. Okay, so go on. So, so you go down to Dallas, not a problem. The podcast. Pretty smooth flight. Yeah. Yep. Uh, really no hiccups. Uh-huh. I had a night. I watched the Avengers Affinity War on the <laughs> way down. Pretty cool. Have you seen that before? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, li- I liked seeing it again, though, because okay. it was cool. Uh, that Thanos, real piece of shit. <laughs> hot, hot takes. Yeah, hot takes. All right, so go um, on. So we get down there and things are pretty much fine. And, and the I podcast went off without a hitch. Without a hitch. Per- perfect almost. Yeah. And I'm at lunch the next day with Jared Freed and Kay Brown and all the good people uh, that flew down with us at Betches. Um, and I said to them, are you guys a little surprised at how perfect that went? <laughs> And everybody said, no, of course it went perfect. We're betches. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be perfect? Yeah. We and we, t- we tweeted a thing with a, a clever uh, Instagram name, and we've been t- seen nothing but success from here on out. Total success. <laughs> total success. We're a multi-million yeah. dollar startup company. Yeah. Uh, we're paying you more money than you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And why wouldn't things be perfect? Yeah. And I said, you're right, but I've been involved with many failures. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what, ladies and Jared... The universe doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's not all aces all yeah. the time. There's got to be... The universe owes us something bad. <laughs> I'm telling You're you. You're fucking crazy. You're fucking... You have and the I mentality. said, I, just, I don't believe that we're going to get out of here 
without a mark on our record. And of course, we get on the plane. To go to go home to New York. First off, your mentality is like uh, is like the uh, the staff writers of 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 the show Breaking Bad. Of like every good must have a bad, every bad must have a good. Next season on Breaking Bad, as the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said, uh, the universe is all about balance. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and it will it will give and it will take away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you okay, so you. You say very famous last words. It's like you were trying to say last words so that when he died, people can be like, I know he said that. Do you know he said that? He goes, this is too good to be true. Isn't it crazy? Nothing bad happened. And then he died on that plane he took by himself. And let me tell you, Justin, (laughs) we got very close. Yeah. So you're on a Delta flight, I'm assuming? We got it back on a Delta flight. Well, it is Delta, but it is a contracted flight from... Some other fucking jerk me off plane company. Yeah, of course. That, uh, but it's a Delta flight, technically. Sure. And um, <laughs> we uh, we get up in the air, uh, and the pilot tells us right before we take off, uh, there's some bad weather in New York. It might be a little bumpy landing. Yeah. We're expecting a three hour flight. Yeah. Yada yada. Here we go, and we're up in the air, <laughs> and it's a little bumpy. Uh huh. And I'm in between panicking and sort of telling myself that I'm okay trying to fall asleep. And there's this very nice flight attendant whose name escapes me, but it began with a Z, uh, black man who... Uh, Zeus. No, it was like something very long, but he was a real darling. Yeah. He, uh, he did everything he could to keep me calm and uh-huh. keep me like... And no, nah, nothing to worry about, man. Nothing to worry about. You good? Don't worry about it. How did he know to speak to you? Because I approached him. <laughs> <laughs> you were the guys who went up to the flight attendant. I said, "Listen, I don't fly well." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to need you to at some point hold my hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he uh, he did. But here's why he had to do that. <laughs> so we're up in the air, and uh, Great we're movie. about two hours and fifteen minutes up in the air. Uh-huh. And the pilot says, oh, no. <laughs> pilot gets up and he oh, goes. Oh, mic is on? <laughs> he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, we just heard from LaGuardia. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some bad weather out there. They're having some backups. So they're going to have us in a holding pattern for about 20 minutes up in the air. Yeah. So immediately. Pretty normal thing right there. Uh, you know, not for me. <laughs> so in okay. my head, I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to be another extra 20 minutes that I'm up in the air. Uh-huh. I'm already freaking out. Yep. Whatever. Um, and then like 15 minutes goes by and I'm tracking our flight on the phone. So I see where we are. We're like above Virginia and you have Wi-Fi on the phone, Wi-Fi on the phone. Yeah. But really the only thing that works is like location tracker. Uh-huh. So, um, we, uh, we're like near Virginia and he gets on the, the mic and goes, uh, yeah, folks, uh, forget LaGuardia. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he goes. Uh, we're going to have to make a uh, emergency landing. You said emergency landing. He, he said, said gonna, the words. He said we're going to have to. He said we're going to. He didn't say emergency Thank landing. Thank you. That's what I thought. He said we're going to have to. We don't have enough fuel to yes. to circle for as long as they need us to. Yeah. So we're going to have to stop in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, for a little bit and just get on the ground because we don't have enough fuel. And everybody's like and my they're just inconvenienced in my head i'm like holy fucking shit he's just telling us that because he doesn't want us to panic but we're 
we're about to crash. It's like it's it's how it's sort of how they calm a cow before they slaughter it. Yes. You know what I mean? That's what I was. Because they don't want the meat to be rough. Yes, they don't want. Yeah, they don't want a tough hamburger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the Kobe beef. So we get to uh, we're we're hovering over somewhere over Virginia, Virginia and, or Baltimore. Well. It was supposed to be Baltimore, <laughs> and then he goes, "Well, we BWI. can't do Baltimore either." Yeah. So I guess we gotta we're gonna have to make a stop in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. So they find uh, a pl- uh, uh, a runway in Richmond, uh-huh. and they get us down real a quick. runway. They they find the airport in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, it's an international airport. Is it an international? Airport? Yes, of course. Richmond? Yeah. Why not? It's it's it's, it's the capital, probably. It's not. DC is the capital. No, it's not. You're come on. You don't mean that. Richmond is a state. <laughs> Virginia is a state, and yeah. Richmond is the capital. I'm going to edit this out if I'm wrong. <laughs> There's no way you're going to go home, go through this podcast, find this stupid conversation, and edit it out. Well, you obviously don't know how dedicated I oh, am. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right now, Mike is on his stupid... Yeah, yeah, it looks like it is Richmond, huh? <laughs> like it is right yeah it is uh, dc no dc is its own thing it's not it's not part of virginia it, it's its own little fucking fart it's like a, a rich person Puerto we're getting Rico. into such details all it right. matter right now go ahead the f- fact of the matter is we he made, lands we in, made an emergency landing it's not what he in said. richmond virginia <laughs> because the fucking plane didn't have enough fuel yeah so so your tension is high right now yeah and then I wanted to get off the plane and take a train back from Richmond to yeah. New York. Yeah. They wouldn't let me. Yeah. Despite me almost crying. You almost cried. Who did you almost cry to? The stewardess. The, the very nice guy. Now, my, my man Z. Now, most. This is interesting. Most people. I like to go. I don't know if this is just my, like, psychosis, but, like, I find comfort in women more than men. And I don't mean that in a creepy way. I mean that in, in like, a literal, like, it's like a motherly thing. Like I, it's more of like, eh, I'd rather talk to like my therapist that I used to go to. It was a woman. I would never talk to a man. I just don't trust him. But you, you went the opposite way. You went male. I just went with whoever was next to me. Okay. He was the was back of the plane stewardess. Yeah. Back of the plane one. Yeah. Steward. What a steward, I guess. Flight attendant. Flight attendant. Whatever you <laughs> want to call him. The job. If I didn't have that dude there, I would have been, I would have popped a slide. I don't know what I would have done. I wow. would have, I would have, Oh I would have had a legitimate heart attack, I think, on the plane. We uh, got down so quick. Uh-huh. It was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And then, it, it, and let me guess, it took off eventually. A few hours back later, to LaGuardia. it was fine. Well, yeah, but it doesn't mean it wasn't scary, dude. I So as a former flight attendant, I really got to get to the, the main we'll point of the, the show. We'll get to the meat and potatoes. Uh, but the main point I really got to say is as, as a former flight attendant, what you did was not an emergency landing. It was a very well thought out plan. They have like four different plan backups that they sort of do. And what happened is they were in a holding pattern. And uh, before the plane takes off, mm-hmm. they figure out exactly how many people are going to be on the flight. And let's say there's like 70 people on the flight. Then they like estimate how much these people weigh. Like let's say everyone weighs 200 pounds, right? And then they each have, they've counted mm, 61 bags on there, you know, checked in bags. And then the plane wears this. They, they do this whole mathematical formula to find out exactly how much fuel they should have just in case they have to burn some fuel going in a holding pattern. So that's exactly what they did. They, they were doing that. And probably LaGuardia probably said some crazy shit of like, can you just, you know, just circle around for an hour? And they were like, no, no, we can't circle around for an hour. So the pilot's plan was he, 
his co-pilot was probably contacting nearby airports that would allow us to do it. And there was probably other planes going to those nearby airports. So he eventually just got bumped further and further down. And he said, you know what? I can make this. So I, fine. Yeah, Virginia's fine. Richmond's fine. But in Mike Coscarelli's head, you're going, this is how it ends. Yeah. This the entire is the, time. The story of Costco ends like this. Because You Up was such a success. It, it, it's a fucking podcast recording. It's not a fucking, it's not your your Tonight Show, it's, it's taping. It's not 400 a, seats, sold an, out, an baby. An album recording. Sold out in Dallas, Texas. You were sitting in a booth playing like a, uh, you know, boing, like sound effects. What do you, come on. It, and you're going to hear that on the podcast. Oh my God. When the bonus this cannot be your out. lasting legacy is a you up live recording in Dallas. Fucking success, man. Oh, God. We can't sell out a 400 seater. This is very sad. <laughs> very, very sad. I'm, I'm very sad for you, Michael. I, well, listen. I, I hope you... <laughs> we. Uh, you can't control something. I, I, I texted you eventually. I was like, you feel this way because you're illogical because you feel like you can't control the outcome of what happens. Like, which is true. If you're driving... And that's why stressing out makes me feel like I can contribute something yes stressing out makes me feel like i'm doing something i'm actively doing something right when in reality you're just making like two or three people near you a little bit creeped out yeah like a little more more nervous but i can live with that yeah yeah obviously you don't give a shit but yeah. I, <laughs> i'm just saying it like your lot the logic behind it is is flawed like you driving you getting a cab ride on the way home back from there will kill you more yeah, I guess my logic's flawed, but flying through the fucking air in a giant metal airplane, that's that's not flawed. It's like the shark thing. Sharks kill three people a year. Worldwide. Three. That's nothing. But like hippos kill more people. Fish kill more people. Uh, when am I going to be around a hippo? I mean, when are you going to be around a shark? I mean, actually, probably everywhere. I'm not afraid of sharks. Well, I am afraid of sharks, oh, but okay. I'm not, I don't go. think there that I'm going to get eaten by a shark. Well, it's it, some people do, and it's illogical because you're not that interesting. The chances of you being one of the three people eaten by a shark and killed by a shark, slim to none. Sharks are always around you. Planes are always around you. It's just that you don't feel it, like you can control it, and the and the actual consequences seem horrible because it's an explosion in the sky when really... If if you get in a car accident, it's just as bad. You die the same way. If, if probably like a more horrific death. Although I will give you one little story that'll horrify you, and never make you want to fly again. Don't tell me. You sure? It's it'll be really interesting to everyone else. <laughs> Can I leave the room? <laughs> no, no, you're not leaving the. Okay, so the uh, if it's if it's seriously about flying, I don't want to. I will never forget uh, a bad story about because uh, I'm sure I will have to fly again. So most plane crashes. People live like plane crashes happen all the time or like emergency landings happen all the time. And oh, I thought it was one in 11 million, Justin. Well, it is. It's it's something very astronomical like that. But I'm saying but how, like, then how does it happen all the time? Because your line, your line of logic <laughs> seems flawed. There's it, a chink it doesn't in thy armor. <laughs> it doesn't. Please don't uh, use that derogatory term. And also, uh, uh, it, it doesn't happen all the time. But when it does. A lot of times there's a lot of survivors or everyone survives, sort of like Sully Sullenberg, right? And the the very few times it doesn't work out that way where there's an explosion in the sky. Usually it's a foreign airline. Usually it's something crazy. And usually, you know, it's it's like, a you know, there was a terrorist thing with the Malaysian plane is what they're, is what they're guessing. And there was another thing that was an explosion in the sky. The last, I mean, this isn't true, but the last horrifying one was like in the 80s. With TWA Flight 800, or like, I'm sorry, the 90s, the mid-90s with Flight 800. Do you remember this at all? 
It wow. happened over Long Island. They were going from New York to Paris. The plane exploded in the sky. Everyone died, right? But the horrifying thing, the thing that you're going to think about every time now, and I feel terrible. I don't want to, dude. I seriously don't want to know this. <laughs> is... So for a while, people you're going to tell me anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why can't I? Well, I really I don't want to hear it because I know the logic behind you being scared of things is flawed, and I'm doing this because it's fascinating and it's interesting, and our viewers really want to hear it at this point. <laughs> All thirty of them really want to hear it. Or whatever. Three hundred people, three thousand people, three million people who listen right now really want to hear it right now. Um, what up, Noel? Uh, what up, Steffi Bozzi? Uh, and, uh, and so I'm going to tell it. So, so for this flight, people thought they saw a missile hit it, and that's why it exploded. A lot of people thought they saw that. What really happened was the plane was sitting in the hot sun for, I don't know, an hour almost, and there was an issue with the heating problem. It, there was some type of issue with the heating fuel and, and all this stuff, and basically when it took off, the... Uh, something in like um, where the gas stored exploded. It sparked and started an explosion. And then people and the way people died is that an explosion happened. Everyone sort of fell from the sky about 13,000 feet up. And then they died by hitting the wa- water like uh, blunt force trauma to the water. And that's how everyone died. They plummeted to the water and that's how they died. And it's. That's probably the most horrifying way to die. I mean, I'm sure they were like a version of high, but it, oh my God, Mike, 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 as I told that story, was literally holding his hands over his ears, rubbing them so he couldn't hear any sound. Did you hear anything I said? No, thank God. Oh, God. <laughs> well, thankfully, thank God. you don't edit this fucking podcast, so you won't hear this incredible story. Yeah, I'm definitely story. not editing it now. That Richmond error is going to have to stay in. Yeah. Well, whilst <laughs> I hear the, the plight of TWA flight. Fuck 800. You. Yeah. Well, the, the main point is that was horrifying, but the majority of the time, everyone lives. If there's ever an accident, it's usually foreign. And usually it's fine. So that's my point to you, Mike. You're logical. I love you. And you're not going to die that way. You're going to die of a heart attack. Well, that's good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Uh, God. We're 34. This is the longest time we've ever talked before getting to the fucking episode. And it's been a great introduction. Yeah, it's been great. You got to know our our fears and my callousness with somebody's fears. Yes, your lack of interest in any of my own <laughs> mental well-being. No, I understand. No. That's I fine. Uh, well, folks, <laughs> chances are good that you'll be listening to this episode on October 4th, well, but we're recording the day it. that we are recording yeah. is October 3rd. You know what that means? It's the day that Aaron Samuel, Samuels, mm-hmm. Looked at Lindsay Lohan's character, whose name I forget. <laughs> In Mean Girls. Yeah. We all, we're also informed by Taz, because it is Taz night here on Shit My Girlfriend Makes Me Watch. Uh-huh. We are also informed by Taz that today is much like a, a lunar eclipse or Halley's Comet, as it is one of the few times that October 3rd also pairs up with Wednesdays. Yeah. Which is when we all wear pink. We all wear pink. I'm a cool mom. I'm not like your regular mom. I'm a cool mom. That's right. right. Same bipolar quote. And that's why today, yeah, we're going to be talking about Mean Girls. Yeah, Mean Girls. Uh, 
how many years has it been since Mean Girls? It's been 14 years. 14, 14 fucking years. October 3rds have passed. So really, we I think we just want to do a bit of a uh, uh, shit my girlfriend makes me watch uh, Flashback Thursday. Flashback Thursday. Um, basically, it's, we're going to talk about Mean Girls and we're going to talk about how it, it holds up. Yeah. Um, whether we liked it at the time, uh-huh. whether we like it now. Yeah. Uh, uh, and basically... There's a lot to unpack with Mean Girls. There's yeah. so much. Yeah. Because um, it launched several careers. Yeah. Uh, it ruined somebody's life because <laughs> it set an expectation for somebody that just never met yeah. their level of Lindsay Lohan. Uh-huh. Um, and Mean Girls is it's weird. odd. It's because weird because I would say her drug addiction and <laughs> and uh, parents maybe ruined her li- her life. Well, we'll get into it's Lindsay weird. in a it's second. It's weird that you would say that because I would say it's a combination of her I can, stage I can back mom up, and drugs. I can back up. I could back up what I my theory. We'll okay. get into that in okay, a second. Okay. Go ahead. But the thing that I find interesting about Mean Girls is Mean Girls is uh, universally beloved by women. It seems like it's crossing over into. It's not just like a, a it's period a musical piece. Now, right. It's, it's Mean Girls is a, is an iconic movie, and it's an iconic sort of uh, coming of age movie for any young female. I feel like, yeah, not for, just the females who saw it fourteen years ago, not just the females that saw it ten years ago. I feel like if you're in a high school right now, it's maybe a tiny bit dated because of the jump in social media and the, clothes, and the way, yeah. And, but uh, overall, Lindsay Lohan's not a train wreck for some reason and right. it's like a nerd <laughs> right. in this movie which is really quite the choice but yeah. at, at the time it made sense right uh, so for those of you who don't know Mean Girls is a 2004 film directed by Mark War- Waters written by Tina Fey and it's based on a book by R- uh, Rosalind Wiseman called Queen Bees and Wannabes mm. which basically described female high school social cliques and the damaging effects that can have on girls according to Wikipedia and uh, this was the first movie where Tina Fey actually stepped out on her own. Yeah, she was. She was pretty. It was produced by Lauren Michaels and sort of did her 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 thing, showing that you know what I can produce, I can write. I mean, she for all intents, I mean, she should direct all the time. Um, but basically, it showed her on her own, and it, it's very strongly associated with her because it has her voice and cleverness. And, I would uh, say this is the thing humor. that put Tina Fey into like a list. Yeah, people want to work with Tina Fey is a tastemaker in comedy. It's it Tina Fey is, and, and then you have, uh, let's see, when does when do you think? Um, I think Thirty Rock is right after. Thirty that. Rock is two thousand six. Yeah, so Thirty so, Rock so is it's two years after right. that. So, so basically, mean girls this was her set it first, up. Yeah, of so, like I can do things right. outside of SNL in a right. few years. You just watch, and then she basically, did. when you really think about her role on SNL, it is like it's important because she is uh, the first female head writer, yeah. and she really does, in my opinion, I think that Tina Fey was kind of like the the last um, her. Her reign as head writer was the last, like, really good run of writing on SNL, in my opinion. Just based I mean, off of, I, like... I, I disagree, but I, I, I know what you're saying. I, I think she was a, a very good uh, Weekend Update host for some... I do, too. I thought she was very she good on Weekend Jimmy Update. She made Jimmy Fallon... She, like, her and Jimmy Fallon played off each other great, um, much better than Jimmy Fallon and Amy Poehler. Yeah. 
just because I, I don't know they just were very good off each other and I actually respected Jimmy Fallon I think Jimmy Fallon was a lot sillier yes. than Amy Poehler was yes but Amy Poehler would sort of like do some silly bits do some very f- serious and funny hard-hitting bits and then Jimmy Fallon was sort of like the little the little puppy who was funny and I also th- I think that like, like their, their dynamic I think Tina Fey is really Tina Fey's like Tina Fey, first off, her wit is fucking razor sharp. I don't think Jimmy Fallon has a sharp wit. I just think he's a funny, he's like, like a, a goofy, he's like, a goofy, clever yeah. guy. Yeah, Where yeah. Tina Fey is like very pointed. She, her, her like jokes are very opinionated. Like yeah, she's, yeah. she's got like, um, she's just a strong fucking writer, dude. Yeah. Like all, really all, all of her time in the limelight. I think everything that she's really had a hand in writing is just like, is very intelligent, yep. very punchy. Yeah. Has a, has a, is very, like I said, sharp. And I think that the contrast between Jimmy being like, I'm the goofball and tina fey being like the fucking like the 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 haymaker puncher yeah yeah is like sort of the the thing that made that chemistry work i thought they were very good on update together yeah they were like a top to me a top three the my top three would be norm mcdonald uh i know he's falling out of favor lady <laughs> yeah yeah but that, uh, on norm, a weekend update he was uh he was my favorite it's, yeah it's still my favorite i i watch clips with just a photo of him and audio of him doing Weekend Update yeah. on YouTube. It's yeah, incredible. it's hilarious. Uh, but and the thing with SNL is Tina Fey's writing in very small uh, shots. She's writing jokes for Weekend Update. Yeah, yeah. There was no proof. sketches. There was no proof that this would here. translate to a movie, and this translated to a movie. Indeed, it grossed $129 million worldwide. That's just box office, though. That's just box That's office. That's not DVD sales. Yeah, That's it, not fucking It's not merch. the musical. It's yeah, not right. merch. Uh, so that was pretty interesting, and uh, yeah. So let's talk about the movie. The movie yeah. is about a new girl, uh, Katie Heron, played by a Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Before the before the drugs hit too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before they hit too hard. Well, Lindsay Lohan was uh, was in the Parent Trap remake where she played a very convincing twins who yeah. had two different personalities, and I saw this as a kid. And I actually thought there were two different girls playing them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I also was a dumb kid, so well, yeah. you know what the fuck do I know? Yeah, it can't be helped. And uh, she she goes to North Shore High School. She meets a uh, very Long cl- Island. Yes, yes. She, she meets some new classmates, and there's a popular group called the Plastics, led by Regina George. And there's Gretchen. There's Karen. There's this, the Plastics are this like threesome of women. That sort of uh, run the high school. And uh, most important thing, obviously, if you've somehow never seen Mean Girls, our audience, there's no way you haven't at this point. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Lohan is a transfer student from Africa. Her parents are, uh, uh, I think they're archaeologists, not archaeologists. The zoologists. Uh, zoologists, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they moved from uh, from africa to america she's starting high school south africa it's implied <laughs> south africa yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh but basically she's the yeah the thing is I, I think the thing that makes this movie a great starting point for it is you're taking like the female high school experience the fish out of water and you're basically introducing it to somebody who has zero context for american high school and you're giving her a blank slate she gets to sort of choose her path and yes. she's introduced to high school as if she was an alien from outer space. Yeah, yeah. She's going in there and just like, all right, I guess uh, she was homeschooled. She's 16 years old. Right. So that would make her what, a sophomore or junior or something? 16? 16. Yeah, sophomore, you're a sophomore. sophomore. Yeah, yeah. So she's a transfer student. So 
And, and I got to say, from my own personal experience, every everybody who is like vaguely attractive in a transfer or like just appeared out of nowhere, fascinating for like six months. Because in my the town I grew up in, Bruce, New York, we knew everyone's fucking shit. Like, yeah. oh, uh, Tommy, you pissed yourself in seventh grade. Uh, or we had this girl. Uh, I'm not going to say her name because I stupidly mentioned somebody's name a couple episodes ago. But this girl, she she pissed herself in like seventh grade. Nice. Because, I don't know, she was nervous or something. And they called her Puddles <laughs> for years. <laughs> for years. She's called Puddles. Yeah, so I much had so that, that too. Like, she, she Facebook friended me or like liked a, a photo a few months ago. And I went, oh, Puddles. Puddles. Thank, thanks, buddy. And, but it's like, this is the fucked up thing. Like, you have the memory yeah. of every bad or dumb or embarrassing thing they ever did since they were children in your head yeah like and that really sucks if you're like like when dating starts yeah i so i had a nickname that followed me through what was your nickname uh fartmaster 3000 (laughs) (laughs) why is it far uh can i guess you you farted a lot i farted a lot okay uh because i thought it was funny and it was but um, did you fart in front of women at this point? I farted in front of everybody. Uh, I was in seventh grade. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. I farted uh, a ton. Boy. And then uh, when I got to like sophomore year of high school, it really came back to bite and you I was in the trying ass. to date people. They didn't want to date the <laughs> fart master. You know, <laughs> not dating the fart master. They don't want to date the fart master. <laughs> that so, fucking piece of shit. <laughs> right, and that's what happens. But Lindsay Lohan shows up with a blank slate, and um, uh, she meets a couple of loners, uh, uh, which are. Obviously, they seem like they should be her friends because they have the same sense of humor. They're both kind of dark. Uh, I'm trying to think of her friend's name. The, uh, Lizzie Kaplan. Is it Lizzie Kaplan? Yeah, Lizzie Kaplan is that. That's her first like big role. Oh. That's what I was gonna say. Launched like this. Launched like six fucking major careers. Yep, it launched. And Lizzie Kaplan's is one of them. She's 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 great. She might not. I she, I guess she's a list, right? She's she, it. She works a ton. She's in she, Masters oh, of she's Sex. Janice Ian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then uh, there's Damien, who's like the the gay Big best friend, guy. yeah, and who's flamboyant and musical, Aaron Samuels, and uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's very good stuff here. Um, let's see what else we're going. <laughs> we're just both flying through the Wikipedia. I mean, basically, you know the movie. You know Lindsay the movie. Lohan shows up. She she tries to infiltrate uh, the plastics group. She eventually does, and then in doing so, becomes. The worst one out of all she of them. The most addictive. Yes. She convinces Regina George to do an all carb diet. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she, she's, she's secretly yeah. giving her like weight gaining, uh, like mass building protein. Yeah. And uh, it's very funny. And then she uh, she makes amends at the end. Yada yada yada. <laughs> That's Mean Girls. But the thing that I think is like interesting to talk about now, for one, the movie itself, I think, is super important because it. Uh, it transcends iconic because it's a it's really a a movie that's sort of geared towards women, mm-hmm. but it is masterfully written. It's really funny, and I think guys also concede to the fact that Mean Girls is like a funny, just generally a funny movie. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's, it's like we we are both. Granted, we're in the comedy field, but like we both agree that it's like it's great. It's well written. Yeah, whatever. it's got it's got well written jokes. And most guys it's got funny like things. you get the references. So like now, October third has become like a dumb social media yep. like holiday for for girls and everything. But like it's it, it's a weird movie because it gives it. Re- 
at, at the time in her life, Lindsay Lohan hosted SNL a few times. She killed it every time she hosted. She was very totally. good. She was very, very good when she hosted it. She was great in every movie she was up until that point. And she wasn't seen as a train wreck. She kind of was seen as a nerdy girl, you know, like a nerdy Irish broad who is from Long Island. Yeah. Who hit it big. And you kind of did believe her as this nerdy girl just trying to fit. Because she was... I, I've always been attracted to Lindsay Lohan, but it, she wasn't beautiful Young the same Lindsay way. Lohan, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take the I'll take Muslim uh, Lindsay Lohan right now. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> well, here's who am I? Who am I to choose? <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers, yeah. Michael. <laughs> I guess one Lindsay Lohan is as good as the next. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, though, with Lindsay Lohan, and this is why I say that I think that Mean Girls ruined her career. Uh huh. Was because Mean Girls is a fucking huge hit, and she is she is the focus of Mean Girls, and it's like. She had like she was like floating around. She had some successes like the her. She was in the Herbie movie. She uh, was in Freaky Reloaded. Friday. Like Disney was pushing Lindsay Lohan as like their like. So she's making this jump from Disney star to like a, a actual leading lady uh-huh. can carry a movie, yeah. can do comedy, yeah. it, like killed an SNL. Yeah, the idea is that Lindsay Lohan is talented. Yeah, and. Mean Girls is like the vehicle in which she kind of becomes this talented actress. Yes. And then that's it. She becomes like a party girl. And she it's like this, it's right around the time that like Paris Hilton is like at her the height of her powers. Uh, like reality TV really sort of takes off as like a like a major thing. And I think that that part of the culture swept up. Like Lindsay, Britney, this is this around the same time as like Britney's fucking mental breakdown too. Uh-huh. There's this like uh, party scene that like claims a lot of people's careers because they're just so they've become like celebrities. But the thing that is happening is they're not really backing their career up with like work. Mm-hmm. So like Lindsay just became famous. Well, wow. and kind of disappeared. What other like big movies can you think of that Lindsay did? And she should have been doing them. Here is my defense of Lindsay D. Lohan. Okay, Her middle name is D. Um, she was signed to Ford Models as a child, so. Mm-hmm. Her mom was like, I got a good fucking looking kid. Yeah. And she, she's she got uh, milk like skin and uh, hair like fire. And fucking, she's a little thick, but. Well, back then she was, I mean, and if you if you remember Parent Trap, she was not a little thick. She just was like. Well, a, she's a kid though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah. saying, so she was a, a Ford model at the age of 10. She was on uh, a bunch of soap operas. She did the Parent Trap in '98, uh, Freaky Friday. She was famous. She's been in her mind. She's been famous for since she was ten. You know what I mean? Imagine a ten-year-old signed to a major modeling agency, right? Like a, a modeling agency that everyone has heard of. Uh, she did Herbie Fully Reloaded, Just My Luck, a bunch of stuff. She, I forgot about Just My Luck. Yeah, Disney star, like legitimately pushed by Disney. Through several successful, even if it's just for kids, several successful movies, TV movies, yep. what have you. Yeah. And then uh, I, I think she was just famous for a long time. And I I truly think she sort of burnt out after a while. She burnt out. She, I think a lot of it had to do with drugs. A lot of it had to do with her parents, Michael and uh, what the hell is her mom's name, uh, sort of pushing her into doing this. I mean, since she was a child, I mean, she didn't really have a say in the matter. You know what I mean? Like, but I think that you, yeah, I mean, you're right. But I think that when you, you know, she's victim of, 
uh, I guess it's child star syndrome, even though by the time, like Mean Girls, she's not really a child. She's like in her it's 20s. It's definitely child star syndrome because we, I, I, know her, I, I know her parents named Dina and Michael. Yeah. And I know what their faces look like. Do you know anybody else's parents and what they look like? Do you know what Brad Pitt's mom looks like? I know, um, I know Miley Cyrus's dad. Because he's famous. He was famous before that. Right, but he's very much a stage dad. He's fam, but he was famous. He was famous before that, so you, he, he kind of was in your face. Okay, you know her parents because they are stage parents, and they've made themselves part of the story. So you have somebody who's been pushed into the limelight since they were ten years old, and then it it, it culminates with them turning twenty six and just fucking freaking the fuck out. I yeah, mean, yeah. People have been not talking to them normally since they were ten. Sure, I'd say it's fair. Like. Think about our mutual friend, Corinne Fisher. Sure. And how probably for the last two years, no comic, some of them, but a lot of comics are not talking to her like a regular person. They're talking to her like somebody who can possibly help her, their career and somebody who may hurt their, like, I, I, I feel like every interaction after you have a little bit of fame really fucks with people and you can't really be, be sure about the way people are treating you. And I think that's been her entire life since she was 10. Okay. Well, well, she, since uh, the uh, Parent Trap movie, I would say it's, that's been definitely her life. But the th- I think the thing is, I think it, there also became this like expectation where it's like, uh, I think the public... Uh-huh. Liked Mean Girls so uh-huh. much because it was like a, all the parts kind of came together. Really great Tina Fey script, produced well, and you got great performances uh-huh. from from e- e- Lindsay. But on top of that, Rachel McAdams, who uh, Lacey Chabert, Lacey Chabert, who has been had a fine career, but like Rachel McAdams is a is a I believe Oscar nominated actress. Well, not for that. But <laughs> went on to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amanda Seyfried, I think, is also Oscar nominated. Maybe. Uh, and then you've also got Lizzie Kaplan. So those are three huge careers right there. Yep. Um, and who forget Tim Meadows? His, his, his career launched up. Constantly that. middling. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But big fan of him. I, and I, uh, Rachel McAdams, I think, was sort of getting stuff by the time Mean Girls came out. But like. You look at those other two, two or three actresses, and the expectation for them, I don't think, was like, well, these are going to be the stars of like these. These are like, they're sort of like the, they're main characters, but their, their expectation is not. This is going to be the next fucking Marilyn Monroe or the next right. like whatever. So I'm going to push back one one more time, okay, and, and then we're moving it. on from Lindsay Lohan's career. Okay, <laughs> Kate Winslet was fucking 22 when she was in Titanic. The biggest movie of all time. Yeah. She's fine. I mean, she gets divorced a lot. She gets married and divorced a lot to directors. But she's fine. So that's my counter to that, is that she's been famous pretty much around the same time in a much bigger movie and a much higher expectation. She was nominated for an Oscar for that movie. She's fine. There's no... Like, it just really depends on the way you were raised and how you react to that in addition to the way you were raised. And I think... Lindsay was raised by very bizarre people. They've shown time and time again they're very bizarre. And then she eventually got a drug problem, which may have been all caused from that. And it, it's it's sort of hard to say the root, but I do not think it's Mean Girls. Then move to Mykonos, 
became a <laughs> yes. party planner or whatever. She, a couple days ago, tried to steal two children, two refugee children. <laughs> Wait, what? From, you didn't story. hear this? Yeah, no. she tried to steal two refugee children, and they were like, no, oh, we man. have a child. It all fell the fuck apart. Yeah, yeah, it's not looking good. She, she's talking in a weird accent. She's talking very bad Arabic. Um, it's really interesting, uh, her life now. But And I, I will always support her. And uh, that's good to know. Yeah, you hear I, that, Lindsay? You got Justin's support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Join me, Lindsay. I love you. All right. Well, let's move on to the actual movie. You're itself. so fetch. For <laughs> for stop trying to make fetch work, Justin. It, no, she's fetch. It's like pretty fetch. It's never gonna work. Okay. Um, do you think the movie still holds up now? Yeah. Uh, I rewatched it. It was on like E a few months ago. It was great, and it was. It still holds up, even with like E taking out some good jokes. It still yeah. was very funny. Um, I can't believe I have E <laughs> somehow. Uh, and you watch it, and I watched it. Watch what happens live on E on Bravo, uh, and it was good. Yeah, I think it holds up. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, do you think it holds up? I do. I think the one thing that's going to be weird moving forward is I, I think it's a perfect snapshot of high school in 2004 i mean i think so i really don't think it could have been better I, it's over the top of it, course yeah because I, I don't feel so my so my vision of high school is more like dazed and confused where it's a shit ton of different people and sometimes you might hang out with cool people for a night sometimes you might hang out with you know the nerds because your friend from sixth grade had a birthday party and you're like i should show up sure yeah yeah i get it's that a, it's a much more fluid thing whereas this is like there are lines drawn and it's the cool people versus the nerds and the well, two shall never meet but that's the thing i don't think that that's true i think that the thing that is perfect about this is that the cool girls there's only three of them yeah and they're basically like those three girls are like their dads have money uh, they're fucking hot they're uh-huh. like they date the hot guy like nobody really goes near them because nobody's got the confidence to, like they're the thing that i think they nailed was that basically everybody in high school other than the three of them were freaks yeah because everybody in high school is a freak like you you have the, the kids like the girls that are on the field hockey team uh-huh. the, the the cool rich asians like you had this like everybody i think you mean crazy crazy rich asians. rich asians i just i do think everybody sort of naturally falls into a group in high school uh-huh. and i think other like high school movies make it seem a lot more like what you're saying where there's this like click of like popular kids whatever and in my high Breakfast school experiences Club. yeah like that this I think nailed it more on the head because the people who were the cool kids were obviously like the ones that look more the most like adults yeah. that have like the most adult fucking like bone structure dress like adults <laughs> like they did everything like you know rich kids who yeah. were kind of like fully developed where it's like you saw some of the other people in the movie that did look like legitimate high school kids and they're just like they're 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 shaped weird they look weird and and like that was closer to to my high school experience than anything else and i think that that's the thing that makes it relatable still and the one thing that makes it uh, a little unrelatable is it's not the fault of the movie it's just going to be the way it's like you watch a movie from the 80s now the best of those high school movies like the john hughes ones seem to kind of uh, last 
Yeah. Like Pretty in Pink and Breakfast Club, like you said. Well, I, I don't think we can get past Ducky without really... <laughs> oh, du- Long Duck. Oh, no, Ducky is... Uh, or, or, or not Ducky. That's John Cryer. The, you're talking about Do- Duck Dong Wong? Yeah. 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 The, from 16 Candles? <laughs> that's a... Oh, oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so Chinese. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very rough. Yeah, extremely but racist. It, it's sort of like uh, Eddie Murphy's Raw when he just talks about gay people yeah, and Michael yeah, Jackson. Yeah. And you're like... Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, but all right. Given Eddie. that, okay. Given maybe that, and maybe you're talking about like the age, aging of like certain jokes, whatever. Sure. Uh, I just think that like we're at such a technology is taking such a rapid pace, and like social, the the absence of social media in this is refreshing. It's refreshing, <laughs> but it's like yeah, in 2004, that wasn't a factor. The the idea of like a burn book, yeah, as bitchy and like as over the top as that might be, it's possible. Whereas, like, now that would just be, like, an Instagram thread or, or it would just be, it like... It would be uh, the movie Assassination, Assassination Nation, where somebody's, like, Instagram or, like, leaked nudes gets out or something. Yeah, yeah, or something like, like that. Or someone's texts get leaked out to the high school and then it's, like, yeah. it fucks up everyone. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing, too. High school kids are totally sending nudes to each other now. Could you have imagined It's weird like because 16? technically they are exchanging kitty porn. <laughs> But if they're doing it with each other, it uh, yeah, it doesn't count. I guess but it it's doesn't still really count. Like, it is fucking crazy to think about that. I, you know what? I I'm not surprised, and I, I I just hope that my fictional children die in a plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that in twenty, like when we have kids and me and you, yeah, like when our when our kids could be of age to like watch this movie and sort of like relate would I to be it. The donor, or would you be the I, donor? <laughs> <laughs> We'd figure it out okay. at the doctor's office. I do think that's like the one thing that would be the obstacle where they're just like, like what's a notebook? <laughs> Ew, you guys use paper? You guys are still writing? <laughs> yeah, right. Where they're that? just they're just gonna be like, why didn't you use yeah. uh, you know photo thread or well, something? They'll what, figure it the out. New fucking Come thing on, is. I don't think they're that dumb. Like we watched Stand by Me, and they're like they're listening to the radio and shit, and we fucking knew what that we was. Had the radio when we were. They I worked in radio. <laughs> <laughs> they have a notebook. They know what a fucking notebook is you psychopath i know but i'm just saying it's like the like the 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 growth of like a snapchat sure. or like all this stuff sure sure sure, sure. makes but, this a little dated but, but overall yeah overall it holds up it, we give it um i give it five I give, guys sitting yeah. on the couch and I give looking it five, amused yeah. i give it five couches also five couches uh it's a pretty good movie um i know you guys were surprised to hear that that uh we think a very critically acclaimed uh, large grossing movie with yeah a hit with uh, my crush from uh, my fucking twenties yeah Lindsay Lohan who's two years younger than me uh, you won't believe it but I loved it we loved it yeah and uh, in her peak Lacey Chabert from Party of Five very very attractive yeah I'm a big fan and beyond that great writing blah 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 Tina Flame blah 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 before Thirty Rock was very good. <laughs> Uh, it was very good and we loved it and uh, yeah that's where we're at um, I feel like the the past few weeks we've been very slow with reality TV and uh, I think next week we may come back with perhaps a guest yes perhaps a guest we do have a guest uh, well scheduled I see the thing is I hate saying that we have a guest well just because in case the person cancels, in case the person cancels, we got a good one lined up, and we are going to go definitely back to reality TV. No, th- no, that's not next week. Is that not the seventeenth? 
next week is the tenth. Well, let's get a guest anyway. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of somebody. He's black. He's a male, and he's secretly dating a comic. No. <laughs> Dave Chappelle is going to be on our Dave Chappelle, everybody. Dave Chappelle, everyone. Please tune in next week when David Chappelle. He's going to talk to us about Real Housewives of Atlanta. And guess what? He's got some opinions on women. You're not going to like him. Uh, uh, I think that's it for us for this week, though, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, go back and watch Mean Girls. Yes, please. Great show. Please contact us on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, uh, we are at uh, shit my GF makes me watch on twitter we are shit my gf makes me <laughs> i'm at mike coscarelli on twitter and instagram i'm at the fart box on instagram and at justin Perez on twitter maybe work on getting some unity yeah for those. Unity. <laughs> uh and we appreciate you listening guys as usual please rate review and subscribe tell your friends if they like uh female based anything uh but mostly reality shows uh-huh and uh we appreciate you listening guys thank you so much we'll talk to you next week Mwah, kisses Mwah.